What a matchup. And what a team, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, y'all. This is Lorian Gibson, and I'm spending some time with my boy, David Gillette. I liked you better on the first date I should have said what's wrong in the first place I don't cause you always taking it the wrong way You won't listen, you're too busy playing 2K I always been down but you still sleep And even though I said it now you should have been peeped I feel it in my soul, yeah, so deep, so deep You should know that about me, yeah. I just turned, just turned down your avenue I had to, but I'm mad at you, yeah You always say I got an attitude, oh Yeah, but that's you, you was acting rude I had to ask you if you had a few Cause you always say I got an attitude, oh why you talking to me like you be like? Why you always wanna be right? Oh, I just need the time that you can't find. I just need to know that it's still mine. And the way that you can't say my name don't seem right. But I know when to go and to stop at the clean light. Oh, I just turned, just turned on your avenue. I had to, but I'm mad at you.
Yo, what's good? It's your boy Eric Bellinger. Right now, I'm hanging out with my man David Duane. You already know what time it is, there. Y'all, it's your girl, Demetria McKinney, kicking it real easy with my boy, David Wayne. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning back into On Air with the one and only rock star on the mic, David Dwayne, in the place to be on My Fierce Wings Radio. Happy Wednesdays, everybody. March 28th. And first of all, it's going to be an amazing show because, first of all, first of all, first of all, we have the amazing 
choreographer, creative director, Lori Ann Gibson. Yes, my friend, our friend, Lori Ann Gibson will be gracing us with a dope conversation. Talking about her brand new show, Beyond the Spotlight, which is on Lifetime that you guys can check every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, You know, it's going to be so dope, so dope, 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 dope. And we're going to have gospel artists. Jonathan McReynolds on. He just dropped this brand new album, Make Room. Now, if you guys do not have the album, you might want to dive into it a little bit before you, you know, before we get into the conversation with him. Or we're going to play some jams from the brand new album right here on the show. And then also we have image consultant and makeup artist Jonathan Fernandez. Now, if you guys know, you guys should know who Jonathan is. First of all, Love and Hip Hop, uh, K. Michelle, My Life, his son. Amazing work with SWV, uh, Mona Scott Young, Seven Streeter, the list goes on and on and on. Um, now he's a cast member of Love and Hip Hop New York, and he'll be joined with us as well. So, guys, make sure that you keep it locked right here because tonight is just going to be so super dope, and I cannot wait um, for you guys to get into the conversation. The conversation, first of all, entertainment news. We might as well just get into it. So now everybody is alleging that Cardi B is pregnant, but nobody else confirmed from her directly that this is true. But we do know that next week she will be dropping her debut album, Invasion of Privacy, which she dropped this amazing artwork. And also, in other news, speaking of dropping an album, she dropped this album next week. She also signed with Quality Control Music, which is the management firm of you know, the Migos and Little Yachty and stuff like that. So looks like her relationship with Offset is really Offset in its own in itself. Now, 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 now. She also, this week, had plenty of time. So did Offset have time to clap back at all the haters, you know, just talking about, you know, her come up and, you know, what she's not and what she is and all the hard work that she is. Listen, Cardi, you're doing the damn thing, and can't nobody tell you anything different of what you are. So congratulations on the much success in your engagement with Offset, which is absolutely beautiful. Some people may say whatever they want to say about Offset, but guess what? At the end of the day, he holds it down for his people and is very loyal, and this we can see. Now, speaking of other albums, Finally, 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 we're getting our girl Tinashe's Joyride album that we've been patiently waiting for and expected to drop on April 13th with 13 tracks, Faded Love being the lead single, and then this new, 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 new track, which is dropping this Friday called Me So Bad. Um, Wow. Finally, 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 finally. And Me So Bad features Ty Dolla Signs and French Montana. Now, wait a minute. Have y'all checked out French... Um, Sorry, Ty Dollar Signs on his new tour, the tour Don't Judge Me. Oh, my goodness. If you guys have not checked out Ty, definitely a tour that you want to go to and everything. So, tours, okay? So, Beyonce just clearly dropped the announcement on her and Jay-Z going back on the road on the On The Run Tour Part 2, kicking off in July. And not only is she going on tour, but Chris Brown is going on tour with our girl, her, uh, Rich the Kid, and Black Wow. So all of that is happening in this dopeness of the summer. And we got Essence Essence Festival coming up as well, and BC. So, oh, my goodness. And then Coachella is, like, next month. So all this amazingness. And next week, also an amazingness, 
of things that are coming is my boy Eric Ballinger's brand new album, Easy Call. And guess what? Today is his birthday, so we definitely want to shout out uh, Eric Ballinger and say happy birthday to our good friend. And also tomorrow is Willie Taylor of Day 26's birthday as well. So we definitely want to make sure we send out our best regards and happy birthdays and all the good stuff to them because, you know, Eric be doing his thing, like the GOAT Challenge. If you guys have not seen the GOAT Challenge, it's going crazy. Like, he is literally going from state to state of different dance studios while they are killing it to GOAT, which GOAT point 2.0 features Wale and um, Tiana Taylor is in the video. Oh, speaking of Tiana, oh, have you seen her show with Amon yet? Tiana and Amon, wow. So funny, so lit. It's a new VH1 show that comes on every Mondays. It's not even, it's, I wouldn't even call it the mixture of your ratchet fix for Mondays, but it's a good fix of Mondays. You got Leave It leave it to CV, and then you've got your Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. So it's like Mondays could not get any better on VH1. Um, and that is our entertainment news for right now. So, guys, stay tuned because when we come back, we want to get into this interview with Jonathan McReynolds. Actually, we want to get into his New song right now, Make Room. It's amazing. Check it out here right now. And we'll be back. I find space for what I treasure. And I make time for what I want. I choose my priorities. And Jesus, your
It's your boy, Jonathan McReynolds, and you can check out my boy, David Dwayne. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning back into On Air with your one and only rock star and Mike David Dwayne in the place to be on My Fierce Wings Radio. We've got our boy, recording artist, gospel recording artist at that, Jonathan McReynolds, on with us. Now, if y'all don't know who Jonathan is, oh, my goodness, where have you guys been? He has his brand new gospel inspiration album that I love that's called Make Room out right now you guys need to download it iTunes wherever you get your music and Jonathan's joined with us how's it going Jonathan hey bro how you feeling I'm feeling good how are you oh man I'm pretty good now the album's finally out I feel pretty good absolutely and I gotta say congratulations on this album and you know this being you know such a great body work congratulations on it thank you so much I appreciate that bro no doubt so let me ask you you know going into the recording process, because this album is, you know, you decided to record this album live versus, you know, studio, studio album. You know, what was the uh, approach with wanting to make that um, transition with this project? Yeah, the first two albums were definitely studio albums, and, uh, you know, I find solace in that because I can normally just kind of write uh, and record spontaneously just as I feel it, as I can do it, uh, and it's always controlled. It's just me and maybe a few uh, producers or musicians, but this one was different. We knew that we have a special vibe when it's a you know during a live concert. There's entirely different flow. There's laughter. There's people you know making noise at the lyrics. You know all that other stuff. And we want to capture that. Also, I mean, I think I even approach a lot of things differently. You know, you um you know you just hear things you know in the moment that never get captured on the on the album. And people always said, man, your albums are great, but the live is just crazy. So we decided, let's try it this time. And it was definitely different. It was a lot more stressful because, <laughs> you know, you have to, you got one shot. I mean, you have one shot. I mean, literally, uh, the album is full of the first times that I've ever sung this song, you know. And so that's really just an incredible uh, feat, but I really believe that, uh, you know, the, the atmosphere, the vibe, and what God did in that room that night was spectacular. And I'm just really glad it all got captured uh, correctly on that album. And how would you say, like, was there a lot of preparation before, you know, getting ready to, like, actually record the live process of the album? Because I know it can be, it's, it's definitely a different um, process than, you know, just getting in the studio and boom, okay, we're writing, we're in, we're out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think... Uh, this one, you know, I'm not a, the type of person who likes to over-rehearse. Uh, you know, I like to leave a lot of things a little open. Let's have an idea. Let's know what the pieces are, and we'll figure, we'll fit them together, uh, you know, when when it's the time. And so, I mean, I have an incredible group of musicians who can absolutely, you know, play it perfectly without, you know, rehearsing it 8 million times. And so, you know, as far as preparation, it was really just about writing the songs, make sure that I'm saying what I wanted to say. Uh, you know, we had probably two or three rehearsals, but, you know, definitely not an over-rehearsed album. And I think you hear all those moments of tension when we kind of were moving, uh, you know, and it's not rehearsed. It's not something that we, you know, planned on doing. We didn't plan on the audience being this loud. We didn't, we didn't plan on people yelling this much at this point on this song. And so all that, to me, is what makes, you know, 
a true live record. And I mean, we do have, you know, some fake live records out there where it's just like a studio album and then you hear the class at the end. But I mean, this is a straight up, you can hear the audience throughout the song. They have their own lyrics, you know, they have their own ad libs. And I think that's what makes a live album really, really spectacular, really cool, maybe scary uh, in the moment. Uh, but when you hear it all together, it's like, wow, uh, you know, that was really different and necessary. Absolutely. And it's crazy that you mentioned the fact of, like, the audience actually being engaged and stuff like that, because I listened to that. Like, I'm I'm really into music, so my ear was, like, tuned in, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The audience is really getting it. They're into it. I can hear it. I feel it genuinely. I don't, it's like you can tell that it was all real. Like, some people, you know, like you said, go do a quote-unquote live album, and then it's like, you know that was not live. You know you put the audience in the at, at the end. You don't even hear them through the whole thing, or you just muted them out. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, I definitely, you know, you definitely want, at the end of the day, you want it to be a great musical number. You want it to show up. Uh, you wanted to, you know, represent the best that you and your band could have done that day. Uh, but, you know, it's sometimes, like in this case, it worked out perfectly. You know, it worked out in a manner that, you know, how we presented it that night, what God did that night, where my voice was that night, how the band was locked in that night, plus the audience really taking to every song. It all was just perfect. It all just worked out. And so... Uh, glory to God and, and preparation and just and the gifts that he's given us uh, because, um, yeah, it just it worked out. It worked out good. I mean, we were certainly ready to do that route if we needed to, but we didn't need to. And I'm really glad that that got picked up on this album. Absolutely. And let's talk about the um, the first single, I'm Not Lucky, I'm Loved, because definitely can feel um, like I can relate to that record a lot. I tell people that all the time, like, I'm not lucky at all by any blessings, you know, like I'm loved and highly favored by God. Everything that he gives is a blessing. It's not about being lucky, you know, and I, and I, and I felt that, you know, with this song, you know, what was the inspiration for you to just, you know, be able to convey such a strong message like that? Cause it's something that people definitely need to hear, especially people that are, you know, doubters in their own rights and don't feel like they can do it or they feel like, you know, God's, you know, giving this person, you know, um, all the glory, but he's not giving me glory, but when all actuality, he's giving us all glory. Yeah, I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, he has a plan for all of us, and he had a plan before we were even born. He, he knew our end before our beginning. And so at the end of the day, he has this this master plan, and I don't believe it's always, you know, a, you know, a straight line, no changes type thing, but I think he does have an ultimate purpose for our lives, and we figure that out, and we we will that out through our actions and our decisions, but at the end of the day, there's something that is holding it all together, and I mean, we make lefts and rights, and he tells us to go right and have time, we go left anyway, but there's something holding that together, and it's not just good luck, it's not coincidence, it's not chance. What is holding all those coincidental things together? That is the love of God. You know, at the end of the day, uh, I've made, I, I've not been on some straight path where I've made all the right decisions and that's why I'm here and I can, I can credit all those great decisions. No, at the end of the day, I'm realizing how many wrong decisions I, I I'm realizing how many uh, good opportunities I missed and 
based on my own lack of work ethic or my own fear or whatever, at the end of the day, why am I still here and how am I still being maintained? How am I still growing and progressing? Well, it was all held together by something stronger and more lasting than luck, and that's God's love for me and his commitment to the purpose that he's put on my life. Amen to that. Amen to that, brother, because that, that's just the truth. And I feel like it, it takes time for some people to, you know, feel that, believe that within them own self. But I know personally for myself, like as I said, I constantly preach that to people all the time. So I, all what you're saying is the truth. Thank you, sir. No doubt, no doubt. And the fact that this record has gotten great response, it even debuted, you know, number one on Billboard um, Digital Gospel charts like that. How did that make you feel like, you know, for such a strong message? Because sometimes a lot of artists, just artists in general, not even just gospel, artists release a record that is has a great message, great concept, definitely something that can be impactful, but it does not impact and it doesn't get the recognition. So for this record to, to receive that, how does that make you feel? Well, I think it's just a, a testament of just a, a, a long uh, you know, journey, and we've built up a certain reputation, you know, for this thing. And, um, you know, I'm really grateful for everybody out there that's been supporting, you know, for uh, up to seven years now. And I think that we've built a certain uh, expectation for, you know, messaging. We've met, uh, built a certain reputa- uh, reputation of saying stuff that is a little more, you know, it doesn't just scratch the surface. It kind of does dig a little deeper into a message or digging deeper into a thought process or a doctrine or a or a belief system. And so I just really am grateful that people now expect that from me. I mean, they, they, they say, you know, there was a time when I had to tell everybody, all right, chill out. I'm about to do something. <laughs> I'm about to say something that's a little deep. So it's not, it's not the normal church song, but now they do it themselves and they're ready. Everybody's like, okay, Jonathan's coming. Let's quiet down. Let's listen to what he's saying. And that's really just a, a dope thing. And, and just a testament to, trying to stay true to whatever you do. Uh, you know, it was definitely not easy when you, when you first started, and it's still not always easy every time. Exactly. But definitely over time, people that have been following you, that have been paying attention to you, when you do it with integrity, uh, artistic integrity, man, you know, eventually people come around and they start expecting exactly what you were planning to give them, and that's just a blessing. Amen. That's, that is the truth. Wow. I could not have said any better because I literally say those exact words every single day. Like, I do Instagram lives. I'm always connecting with my followers and telling them, you know, those exact words. So that's that's dope to hear you say it. And speaking of social media, on your social media even, you um you do you post inspirational videos as well, you know, just, you know, speaking to your followers just about um, not even just things that are – of course, in the Bible, but things that are just in life. How how does that feel, being able to, you know, connect and, you know, spread your testimony and spread, you know, the Word of God, you know, on a social platform? Yeah, I feel like that's, it's our purpose, man. You know, I feel like uh, for a lot of people, to a lot of people, Christianity is kind of a, you know, compartmentalized thing. Like, okay, I, I can I, I'm a Christian on Sunday. You know, I go to church, and that's it, right? And, you know, honestly, people don't always realize the implications that being a Christian and believing in this faith have for the rest of our lives, our weekly lives, our walking up and down the street, our, you know, you know, dealings at work, our dealings with dating and everything else. 
Christianity has something to say to all of that. The Holy Spirit living in us has something to say to all of that. And it's really important that, you know, uh, you know, people who, you know, have been given a certain revelation about it have the opportunity to say, hey, look, this is, I understand that you don't always, so I certainly didn't. Being in church my whole life, I didn't really understand how that was supposed to meet actual life, real life. Okay, so right. after church and I go to school for the work, that's that's it, right? That's enough Jesus, right? No, actually, he shows up even better in our daily lives. He shows up even more powerful and yeah. impactful in our regular lives. And so I'm not doing anything special. I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said or shouldn't, at least shouldn't have been said for a long time. But at the end of the day, uh, having this faith has a lot more implications in our real life than we often no- notice in this generation. And so I'm just really blessed that I get the opportunity to write music and also, you know, make videos, write blogs, write articles, and even a book coming out this year where I can really help people uh, make room uh, <laughs> make room for God uh, in their daily lives because it's very important. Absolutely. And let's, and let's touch on writing because your writing is definitely exceptional. So, like, with this book, what kind of um, – is it going to be, like, an inspirational book? What kind of book um, is this going to be? Yeah, man, I'm excited about it. It's just a, it's a, it's a, uh, I guess a partner to the album, where you know the album I'm talking about making room for God, and I think I just kind of elaborate on what that means to make room for God in your, make room for God in your circle, your social circle, make room for God in your dreams, your goals, uh, make room for God in all those things that we're so ambitious about, make room for God in your environment. I mean, there's a lot of ways that. You know, I think that we make room for a lot of other people. We make room for a lot of other, uh, you know, hopes and dreams. We make room room for a lot of, uh, you know, New Year's resolutions. We make room for a lot of stuff, and we neglect often to make room for God, who ultimately makes room for us in all those other areas. And so I just think that if we can go back to seeking first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all those other things, this is what the Bible says, all that other stuff that you worry about, what to eat, what to wear, you know, how to do this, where to go, where to work, all that other stuff will be added to you because you sought out the thing that actually matters the most. And um, that's what this book is about, is just to really help people realize how the trajectory of their life really depends on how much room they make for God. Exactly. And that's the truth. I feel like people should make more room for God because there's, like, just like you said, he's done everything for us. He makes time, makes room for us. He, we don't ever have to wait for him. It's more so that we, we make him wait for us when we should be giving him all the glory and giving him all the credit. And I feel like if we all sat down, first of all, realize that faith is here always. I feel like that's, I think that's a, the biggest thing that some people, some some people are in deny about it and, and in a way where it's not like, I'm saying like, they're not, not saying that they're not a believer, but it's in a way where they don't understand that he's the reason for the season and he's making time and that if you just trust in him, he will make all those things that you worry about, not even a worry. So often he, he, asks us not to worry about things, just pray about Because um, at the end of the day, I don't think we um, realize his perspective. I think we still think God is a, a day-to-day God that kind of sees stuff happen as we see it. And if, and maybe maybe he's like a week-ahead God, that he kind of sees how this particular event 
or situation or relationship is going to work out. But people don't realize he's an eternal God. He's sitting outside of time. He's looking at the end. It's kind of like being in a hot air balloon looking down at a parade. You can see the beginning and the end of it at the same time. And I think that, you know, we have to realize his perspective. And when you think of him having an eternal perspective, seeing how we are and how we will be and how we were at the same time, I think that would change our perspective. We don't just need him to kind of help us through. We need him and we actually benefit from having him and having his perspective because ultimately he sees past every little day-to-day up and down that we have and every little rinky-dink relationship that we can find ourselves in, he sees the lasting impact. He sees what actually lasts forever in us. And so I think we just kind of miss out on the true fruit of the faith when we don't actually make room for him in our daily lives and we just give him kind of this ceremonial, inspirational time on Sunday or when we hear a nice gospel song. Man, he wants your every because technically he already made it. Yep. He was already there. So, yeah, man, that's all That's all this album is about, man. It's all the book coming out. It's just the season I am in my life, man. And so I'm just really grateful that people are getting able to kind of see where my head is at in this season. Exactly. And how would you say, like, the response has been to the um, the project so far? Like, because you have a lot of great records, and I definitely want to talk about a few more before we get off the line. But how has that response been to, you know, the records that people have heard? Man, it's been incredible, man. I mean, you know, uh, every every album, man, we always have a single. We always have a radio single that goes to radio and does all the commercial stuff. It was God Have You before. It was I Love You before. Now it's Lucky I'm Loved. But the response to the other songs on the album, the tracks, is always even more than the single. And it's just amazing to watch people, you know, gravitate to cycles, gravitate to Love of My Soul and make room and better uh, in a special way that sometimes even exceeds the, you know, official, you know, commercial single. So that's just a beautiful thing, and I'm really blessed that people are hearing my whole journey uh, and relating to it. Exactly. And I, and I love the fact that people are, you know, hearing your journey. Um, and what's just so dope about, you know, your journey with this album, you, the record cycles, like, and it's, taking a course of its own is there's even a challenge people are responding to it as well on social media like did you think that that song was really going to be you know it was like really going to gravitate to people the way that it is yeah i mean no not at all when you listen to the record um you, you'll even hear that at the recording you know it was the third song of the recording i kind of expected it to be a you know a, a i don't want to say melancholy song but just kind of a chill song that people listen to the words like hmm, wow okay you know, because I knew that we had some heat, you know, coming at the end or coming, right. you know, as the show moved on. But if you listen to the, when you listen to the album, you'll hear me say, it's too early for this because it's going crazy. And honestly, you know, just a, a fun fact about the album, uh, on the Cycles track, I actually took 10 minutes out of it. Just 10 minutes of repro, 10 minutes. It's already, uh, you know, the track and the, uh, you know, reprise track is already 10 minutes long. And I took 10, 15 more minutes out of that just to, wow. you know, not <laughs> not kill everybody listening because it just went crazy in that night. And now every time I've sung it live and just everything with the Cycles Challenge, the, the everything, I, it's just really amazing how people into that song. But, I mean, even from the beginning when we actually sung it live for the first time in front of people, 
uh, I was like, whoa, y'all, it's too early for this. <laughs> you know, we, we've been on this song for 30 minutes. We still got, you know, two and a half hours worth of music left. So, uh, you know, it was just an incredible night. Uh, well, it was incredible uh, response in that night. And everything that has come from that, uh, all the cycles challenge, and you got, you know, celebrities doing it. You know, you got uh, celebrities sending stuff to me, DMing their own videos because they don't want to actually post them because they're afraid of it or it doesn't oh, fit wow. their brand or whatever. So I can't even tell you who did it, but it's just a lot of incredible people that you would not expect at all. And, and really? uh, it's just really, yeah, it's just really cool because uh, I just never, writing that song and, and rehearsing it, you just never have any idea that people are going to be uh, taking it back the way they were. And so, you know, glory to God, I was just writing another song about my life and the things that I wanted to avoid. Definitely, and much and much glory to God because I see like the reaction that people have when it comes to cycles. I'm just like, yo, it's that's crazy, and it's it's like I feel like every artist has a song or two or three or four or even the whole project where people are just like they connect and they gravitate. But to see what cycles, because the message behind it is so amazing. If you guys don't have Jonathan's album, you need to download it right now. Make room. You understand exactly what we're talking about and why this challenge is just so amazing on social media, which you have to check out too. And what's amazing also is the actual title track, Make Room. I love, 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 love that record. I mean, it speaks for itself. You know, being able to, you know, just kind of going back to what we were saying, just being able to um, convey important messages to people. Um, was it ever hard for you to, you know, ever say, you know, I, I want to, this is what I want to say with this album, you know, in this process. Was it ever hard for you? Uh, no, no, man. You know, that's one thing. Not, I'm definitely limited in certain aspects of life, but one of my strengths is being able to convey a message, uh, you know, musically or, you know, written or, you know, just articulating it myself, man. I really, after I started writing songs, of course, you come up with a few of these songs well before you kind of get an album concept or you get an album theme or anything like that. But over time, I just started started uh, really harping on room, just room. God needs room. Make room. Somebody just give him some room. We don't give him any room. If he doesn't do it on Sunday, you know, between 10 and 2, then he doesn't have another chance to do anything in our lives until the next week. And so I was just starting to really um, uh, harp on that thing called Room and actually make Room, the actual song, uh, was probably one of the last songs that I wrote uh, on that album because I was like, I need a, I, I want a song that kind of solidifies, you know, and, and, and kind of wraps up everything that I'm trying to say in this album. Okay, I'm asking people to do better. I'm saying let's let's get rid of these cycles. And I'm telling everybody that comparison can kill us. And I'm telling everybody that, you know, uh, uh, I'm not lucky, I'm loved. And, you know, just to smile and to, to, to give God a chance in your daily life. How can I say all that? Okay, make room. And so, uh, you know, it was just really, uh, you know, a trip. And I was actually, I, I, I'm thinking it was actually one of the last songs. Uh, on that album, and um, uh, you know that I actually wrote, and so in uh, the way that hit that night, and you have Anthony Brown and Travis Green and Brian Courtney Wilson come and tag it at the end. Oh man, it, it was just crazy, and uh, there wasn't a dry eye in the room, uh, and so it was just really a, a blessed experience. And I hope that you know that that conveys uh, to everybody that listens to the record. Absolutely, and I feel like this is 
definitely a great project where everybody can convey, you know, the message very thorough and, and feel the energy because you guys have a lot of energy while recording the process. I, I, like I felt it while I was listening to it I, and, and listened to it. I was just like, wow, I feel it. I feel this. And just concept-wise, I'm just like, I feel this because I say this and I try to and I try to convey it to other people because these are things that people need to hear and you have to make room for God. Like I don't even know how best to say it besides people we need to make room for God. Like seriously. Now is the moment not not just on Sunday, just like Jonathan said, because why just on Sunday? When he gives us every day. He gives us every second. Everything down to it. Why give him less when he's giving us more? So I, I, I feel this whole project, and like I said, I encourage everybody to download this album. Amazing project. Vocals on 1000. Got to say, your vocal tone is so dope, too. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. No doubt. So I know that uh, with this album, um, you're also getting, you have a few shows that are coming up, too, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. We'll be getting around for... Uh, probably the rest of this year. So just make sure you go to Jonathan McGrindle's for all the tour dates. I'll do my best to uh, also, you know, say it on social media and stuff like that as well. But if you want to kind of look ahead, go to JonathanMcGrindle.com. I normally put up at least the next five or six shows uh, at a time. And so, man, this is going to be a, a crazy 2018. We have some really special things scheduled for the summer and then a full tour in the fall. So uh, I'm just really excited. I think, our next stops are going to be in Dallas and Houston, uh, Chicago. We're doing a special screening in Chicago of the actual video from that live recording. Also expect to see wow. that video on um, um, on uh, TV this, this month as well, on Palm Sunday, and maybe even a few more times after that. So, I mean, this is a really great night. You guys are really going to love the, um, the video footage. I mean, it turned out as well or even better than that than the album itself. I mean it's just it's just an incredible night. I mean everything was perfect. Paco Wall said it was like a movie and that's really what it was. And so uh I hope you guys get all that, consume all that and I'll see you on the road soon. Absolutely. Well Jonathan, thanks, you know, so much for, you know, coming on this show, sharing, you know, this great body of work with us and being able to talk with it. We definitely appreciate that a lot. My dude, thank you so much. God bless you. Absolutely. And before we have you um, go and do some drops, tell everybody where they can, you know, follow you as far as, like, you know, your website, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that cool stuff. Yep. Website is uh, on com. You can also, you know, of course, follow me, Twitter and Instagram, at J-O-N, Nick Reynolds, uh, M-C-R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S. It's like Reynolds rap. So go ahead and uh, go to John Nick Reynolds. Uh, also, of course, Facebook, Jonathan McReynolds, Christ Rep, uh, and check out all the stuff on YouTube. Uh, you know, we definitely uh, are withholding the new stuff because we know it's going on TV and in the movies. But, man, there's a lot of uh, stuff from the past records uh, that I really would love for you to see if you haven't heard of my music yet. So go to YouTube and check out those things, and then meet me at iTunes and Google Play with everybody else. So I uh, love you, and I can't wait to see you guys and hope that you relate to this music. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Jonathan McReynolds, and you can check out my boy, David Dwayne.
Hey, what's up? This is Jonathan from Love and Hip Hop New York. And make sure y'all check out my boy David Dwayne with On Air with David Dwayne every Wednesday, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern Time on my Fierce Wing Radio. What's going on, everybody? Yes, yes, yes. And that was Jonathan McReynolds, Cycles, and that was our amazing conversation with Jonathan. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for coming on the show. And like I said, guys, you have to get Make Room because it's an amazing gospel project, more so an inspirational project more than anything. Um, Something that you need to hear in your regular day-to-day and it's and it's in the delivery of the project is just amazing. Just very heartfelt and very honest. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we've got more entertainment news for you guys tonight. Whoa, has Drake resigned his uh Apple Music deal? Well guess what? We won't know but until maybe his album drops. But he keeps dropping exclusives like the, the Gucci Gang remix was a Beats One uh, OVO exclusive, and then also his remix on Lemon with Pharrell and Rihanna was also an exclusive. So we've been hearing that this album is allegedly coming next month, but we've gotten no details. We've seen pictures on Instagram that is suggesting that he's in the studio. I mean, when is Drake officially never not working? Okay, you know, like he was just on tour earlier in the year, wrapped that whole thing up, and then he. Yeah, he still owes some shows to, like, the United States. So maybe he'll come back on tour soon. So hopefully it is a new project that is coming. Now, Tiffany Haddish has been really, 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 really been going hard for her girl Beyonce because clearly her and Beyonce are friends. So now she's made – she's come out and said that there was an actress who has bit at Beyonce now – Reports have been saying that it's Sinai Lathan. I do not believe that Sinai would bite at Beyonce, but apparently they said that, you know, Sinai was drunk and had bit at Beyonce, and Tiffany was like, shh, uh, while this was happening and everything. And this was at a comedy event that she was doing. Um, so, wow. Wow. I, I don't believe that Sinai would have bit at Beyonce, but, you know, she is clearly saying that she tweeted that y'all are funny under no circumstances did i bite beyonce and if i did you would have it would have been a love bite exactly 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 so i don't believe that she did even though the beehive is going crazy about it you know whatever speaking of beehive right and beyonce chloe and holly dropped their brand new in their finally dropping their debut album the kids are all right and it's an amazing project now if you guys don't have that album you need to go get it shout out to chloe holly holly's birthday was actually yesterday so happy belated birthday to you friend and everything and hopefully i get to see you guys soon and you guys are about to start touring because they are phenomenal exceptional young artists that are just putting out great content and they're actually on uh What's that show called? Grownish? Yeah, so you guys got to check out that show. They're definitely on there, you know, doing their thing, and it is a dope show. Yeah, so shout-outs and congratulations to them. Also, I was not very happy about this. I was not very happy. Tinashe and Ben Simmons comes out to 
the public about their relationship. So, yes, guys, they are finally dating. Yes, 76ers Ben Simmons is dating R&B singer Tanache. They both have been posting pictures where, you know, Tanache's been in Philly. You know, they've gone out certain places. You know, they post pictures together. So, congratulations to them. Both amazing, both cute in their selves. And I'm, I'm so high-key jealous. Like, damn. Damn, Sinanche, damn, Ben, like, y'all cute and all, but you know what, I think they make a um, cute couple, and I think that they're going to be so dope together, so that's our entertainment news, guys, I'm just like, whoa, wow, I'm just shocked, I mean, I kind of figured, put my twos and twos, you guys want to see 76ers, Tanache's in Philly a lot, so, you know, that's entertainment news for right now, guys, actually, you know what, speaking of, you know, music is like that i love this new song by kiki palmer which is on uh a part of stars which actually the new season premieres tonight on fox after empire so hopefully you guys have actually saw the episode uh if you did and i'm sure you can catch it like on uh, on demand or something i don't know i have not been able to catch it i've just been preparing for this dope show that we have here so i want to play bossy because i'm feeling bossy and then we're going to get into our interview with jonathan and lorianne gibson and um it's going to be dope so stay tuned right here don't move don't move because these interviews are going back to back like drake and everything so (laughs) let's get into bossy Playmaker, Maker. you a lame, world class hater. I got mad paper, 
And I sew. And I sew. I'm independent, got my own. Y'all, it's your girl, Demetria McKinney, kicking it real easy with my boy, David Wayne. What's up? It's Jonathan from Love and Hip Hop New York, and make sure you stay locked for my interview with my boy, David Dwayne. Is this motherfucker recording? Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> clearly it didn't want us to live our best life when we were right. working. Trying to keep us from being fucking great. Right. All right, so let's get started right now. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning back into On Air with your one and only rock star on the mic, David Dwayne, in the place to be right here, right now. We've got celebrity makeup artist and image consultant Jonathan on. Now, if you guys don't know who Jonathan is, you should know who Jonathan is. I mean, amazing makeup artist and image consultant, like I said, with K. Michelle, uh, SWV, Seven Streeter. I mean, the names and the list can just go on and on and on. And Jonathan's actually right now a new cast member on Love & Hip Hop New York. What's going on, Jonathan? Hey, what's up? Thank you so much for having me. How you doing? I'm doing good. And thank you for coming on because let me tell you something. Your work that you've done in the past, whether it be with K, whether it be with SWV, whether it be with Seven and everybody else, is so flawless. So first of all, we had to come on the show because it's just amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like I've, I've been so fortunate and blessed to have like really really great clients that just so um such longevity in the in the industry and what's been like you know my claim to fame and i'm just like you know what 
I love my craft. I work hard on it. I improve it whenever I can. I still assist every now and then if I right. could assist somebody great to finesse my craft. But more than anything, I just walk into every work situation with, in good spirits and hope that, you know, we can vibe. Because it's not just makeup. It's like you're in somebody's face that they're most vulnerable when they don't have their face on, when they don't want to be looked at. You know what I'm saying? You're people's therapist. You're their, you're their family. You're the brother. You're in the house. You know, you're a cousin. It's like you're taking care of the kids on one side. So it's a lot comprised to it. And I just felt like if I walked into it with a good mindset and just great spirit always, I'll succeed. And that's just kind of been my claim to fame. Exactly. So now how did you get started, you know, you know, being a um, image consultant and, you know, just get into that business? So when I was uh when I was younger I went to, my mom had taken me out of public school and put me in Catholic school because I was getting picked on and taunted and she just felt like if I went to Catholic school it would get a little better which it did but reversely mm-hmm. you know Catholic school was very like religion driven and I just felt like a lot of the things that were that we were learning didn't necessarily pertain to me and what I was doing in my life. I took a lot of great lessons away from it, obviously, as Christianity. But there were other things that I just felt like, you know, I don't really relate to this. So I dropped out of high school Mm. and went to beauty school, which I'm literally a beauty school dropout. Not that I'm preaching people should drop out, but I just knew at an early age what I wanted to do with my life. And I just wanted to get a head start. I felt like I had the worst childhood and even the worst teenage years. And I said, you know what? Why wait three more years for something I'm certain I'm going to do? I just felt it in my heart. I knew I was going to be successful. I just felt it. Like something told me, just do this. And I came home one day. I told my mom, I said, Mom, you know what? I don't want to continue on in school. I want to go to beauty school. And she said, absolutely not. You will not be illiterate. You will not be uneducated. So we made an agreement. She said, I said, if I take an aptitude test and prove to you that I'm at the level of a high school graduate, because at that time I was, I was reading books all by myself. I'm a little bit of a nerd. I right. said, you're going to let me sign up into beauty school. And she said, fine, sign up. And you got one year to prove yourself. And, and you know, I did. Thank God. I was 15 years old doing hair. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And so after, so after taking that test and you proved your mom, you know, that you were right, you know, like how, how was that, you know, that feeling for, you know, being able to, you know, being able to work hard and, you know, show like, you know, I can actually do this, mom. Like, believe in me, believe in your son. It just felt so like, I don't know. It felt so, it felt liberating because I just felt like, I felt like I was always living my life for other people. You know what I'm saying? I went right. to, I was in a school where nobody understood me because I was the only gay kid. I mean, I was one of a few gay kids, but I stood out like a sore thumb because I talked different. I walked different. I just stood out. And I just felt like I was always living my life kind of measuring the way that I move and the way that I talk. So I didn't stand out so much. And for the first time, I felt like this is the one thing that I'm going to do for myself, regardless of what everybody else thinks. I'm going to put myself in a situation with other like-minded people. And in beauty school, I met other gay people. I met older gay people. I was the baby of the school. Everybody was in their 30s and 20s. And, you know, here comes this little 15-year-old thinking I know everything. And they just taught me a lot. And even my first – my first – um my first hairstylist boss that I ever assisted, he was like, he just took me under his wings and he just showed me what it was like to live your own truth and not give a damn what anybody else thinks about you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I was, I, it was the best decision I ever made. It was, I listened to my gut. And ever since then I was like, you know what? 
I'm gonna listen to my gut, and it, it, anybody who listens to their gut, I promise you, it will never fail you. Yes, and that is so true, Jonathan. Like I always tell people, I'm going to just listen to my gut at all times, and every every time because every time I've done it, I've always been right, whether it be about a situation, a person, or just something that's about to happen. I always say go with your gut because it's it's is there for a reason. Your gut is what told you you're going to be good at the radio. Now you're good at the radio because you listened to your gut. You followed your heart. Exactly. So now, you know, your first, getting that first job, you know, with um, being an image consultant, like what what was that first job for you? Who was it? Uh, my Actually, the first time I was ever, here's the funny part. I kind of became an image consultant because it was kind of already what I did. Yeah. Because I became so close with all my clients, like my first big time celebrity ever was Anais. You know, we were kids. She won mm. American Idol in Puerto Rico, and we were 19. She came back, and she said, oh, no, you're going to be my makeup artist. We're going to hit the road together. But I was more than just her makeup artist. I was her hairstylist. I was, like, helping her with her wardrobe. I was helping her on poses, how to stand. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it kind of evolved into that. Right. And the same thing happened with K. Michelle. You know, K. Michelle and I are so close. We're like brother and sister. Where on set, she's not making the moves without me. She's like, uh-uh. Jonathan, you sit by that monitor. You watch the lighting, you watch the wardrobe, you watch the wig, you watch everything. And that's just how it became that, you know? Kay, Kay herself sat down and she was like, exactly. you're not going to be a makeup artist forever. You're more than just makeup. So what's your next move? I'm like, I guess being a creative director and an image consultant because that's kind of what I already do. And she said, done. Speak no more. That's what you are. Exactly. And you have that eye and you have that passion for So, you know, being able to... um work so closely with Kay and Anaris with, you know, in the, in that area, like how, how was that for you? Cause they, you have a great friendship with them. And, and I think a lot of people, you know, take, you know, what they see on love and hip hop or the things that, you know, that are put out there between you and Kay in the media, they take that to, they take that to heart, but they don't understand that yeah. there are hardships in every relationship, you know, but being able to accomplish, you know, your first beginnings with them, how, how does that make you feel? It just, you know, it sucks because if you ever have a falling out or a disagreement with your best friend, it's just between you and your best friend. Right. Unfortunately, for for Anais and I and for K. Michelle and I, our, our relationships are public because we're all on reality television together. And, you know, one minute we're loving each other and the, the next minute we're we're ripping each other's throats out. But at the end of the day, what I can say is I've been blessed to have two women who've always supported me and and even supported me through my temper tantrums. I mean, you know, I'm no I'm no easy little pickle. Like, you know what I'm saying? I I, I know I'm crazy. I'm bat shit crazy. And I'm right. just that <laughs> So, you know, I do lose it. I spaz, I start screaming and they're just like, Calm down, girl, relax, take a breather and, and you know, I'm I'm lucky but on the flip side, it sucks because, yeah, when, when we go through our things, it's like I beat myself up and I'm sitting in bed trying to figure out what did I do wrong? How am I responsible for, for what happened between us? And I go on my Instagram and I have 300, 500 people get chiming in and saying, well, you must be. Well, it must be you. Well, it must be this. And it's like, it's just hard. You can't focus because everybody's in your business. Right. Yeah, and it's definitely a hard game. And I feel like people always think like, being in the industry is an easy thing when you have like thousands of people, millions of people viewing your life mm-hmm. just in a few seconds, and you're just like, nah, because you only get to see 15 minutes of it. 
Actually, you can see five minutes of a whole 30-minute conversation and Crazy you make your honey. assumptions. They just, honey, they just, they just think they know you. They see them little 45 minutes worth of footage and they're like, oh, I am convinced. You are a heathen, you are a whore, you are all kinds of things. And I'm like, well, shit, the way y'all talk about me, you know me better than my mother who pushed me out of her hoo-ha. Right. And that'd be the craziest thing. So let's even talk about what you have been able to show, No, regardless of what people have negative to say about you. You've been able to show your witty personality, the fact that you are loyal to your friends, no matter the fact that it's a different situation. You're list- You're the mediator and you listen to both sides. I feel like that's an important uh, trait to have because if you have friends that don't like each other like that you're there to support them regardless of like hey why don't you talk like that a lot of people want to have that one friend that's just like oh take my side because yeah. because I'm supposed to be right right that's another thing that I feel like you know I'm really again lucky and it's like you know I'm I'm surrounded by some tough girls like Yandy, Juju, Mariah Lynn, Anais, uh, K. Michelle, even my sisters and my mother everybody is strong and they're able to come to me with really strong opinions. And, you know, I take their opinions to heart because they know me the best. But reversely, they're, they are all very receptive to me, you know, telling them like I see it. And I'm not coming from a place of malice or self-interest. I'm just saying, look, sis, I think you're moving crazy and you're letting your emotions cloud your judgment. Step back for a second, think about it, and they appreciate it. You know, my delivery might be crazy sometimes. I might be screaming at the top of my lungs, but when the dust settles, they always like, you know what, thank you, because I was kind of going full throttle into a brick wall. So, you know, um, that's another thing I really love about being on the show with my friends is we get to watch these things. These are memories that are being built, and we'll be able to look back and say, oh, remember that? You know, Anais and I can tell each other anything, but if you saw the reunion last night, you know you can't tell that girl nothing, okay? Not Nathan in front of me, because I will rip your head off. And she's the same way. Exactly. <laughs> That's the most definitely true. So now, you have been able to grow a tight relationship with Mona, with, uh, let me say that again. You've been able to even grow a tight relationship with Mona Scott Young, who is the executive producer of Love and Hip Hop and yeah. um, executive producer of K Michelle's My Life. Mm-hmm. How is it, you know, being able to, you know, grow such a tight relationship with her, um, you being able to do her makeup, and then, you know, being able to have such another opportunity such as Love and Hip Hop? You know, um, it's funny. Sometimes people will comment, like, if I put a picture up with Mona, like, oh, you're kissing her ass or whatever. It's not that. It's the love, if if ever you've had a dream and somebody just comes in your life and says, that dream is attainable, but you need to dream bigger, and I'm going to help you get that bigger dream, how can you not fall in love with someone? I am 100% smitten and just infatuated and in love with Mona Scott Young for the fact that she really changed my life. I was selling jewelry. I had given up on makeup. I had completely given up, and she came around and was like, you know, there's this new show I'm working on, loving hip-hop. It's going to be great. Come, do makeup. We met through it, and, and just ever since then, my career took off. We did season, I did season, I jumped on season two of Love & Hip Hop Atlanta as a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Then Love & Hip Hop, I mean, I'm sorry, season two of Love & Hip Hop New York. And then right after that, Love & Hip Hop Atlanta came around, and Mona told me, she said, you know, if you want to come down, it's going to be consistent work. Give it a whirl. I met K. Michelle there. That, too, changed my life. It's just one thing led to another. But 
Mona Scott Young by far was the person who really, you know, sped it up for me. And it's like, without her, I probably would be doing this right now. Exactly. And I think so it's so... Oh, go mm-hmm. ahead. No, no, yeah. So, you know, how can I not love somebody like that? It's like, when somebody comes into your life and they just they just want you to win with no self-interest, never asking for anything in return, just see, sitting with you at dinner with her family and saying, you are great, and I want to show the world your greatness in spite of not having an education, in spite of being gay. I, you know, How can I not love her? Exactly, because those are two things, you know, uh, are bat- battle with you know being 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 a part of the LGBTQ community. You know people battle with the fact of oh I can't do it because I'm a part of that. I, I am right. that. Or people say oh well I can't be this because I don't have an education. Yes you can you can too. And Jonathan you are one individual that has proven that you can do anything by all means necessary. As I like to say, like I use those words all the time, but it's like you have proven that. You have broken the stereotype on that. Well, thank you. Thank, honestly, thank you so much because, you know, I I used to freak out. I used to get scared and think like, damn, did I make the wrong decision? Should I have listened to everybody else and just gone and become a lawyer or done this and done that? And now, you know, I love and hip hop is a courtroom for all uh, intents and purposes. I have to sit there. I have to debate back and forth with people, and it's always an argument. And I'm always winning, so. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to, but you know what, though? You do it in such a way where you prove a point every mm-hmm. single time. And I feel like sometimes that there there's a point that needs to be proven with no matter what platform it is, whether it be life in itself. These are just examples of things that happen in life, and people are just seeing it on the television platform. That's the yeah. only difference. Yeah. That is, isn't that crazy, man? Definitely is. So now, do you feel like you want to do another season of Love and Hip Hop? Like, how are you feeling about as far as this first, your actual first season on the show um, went? You know, uh, people ask me this question all the time. I feel like, you know, sometimes people walk away from reality television with this notion of, I was coerced into this, I was pushed. That's always an excuse. It's always a cop out. Reality television brings out the best and the worst of you because. You know, it's it's all impact television. You're put in situations where you have to react, but nobody's pushing you to react any kind of way. That being said, I feel like it's a great platform for a Dominican boy from Washington Heights who didn't, you know, who never dreamt this big. And the right. and it's just getting bigger. Every time that I go out, something bigger and more monumental happens and it's this big thing. I'll stay on Love and Hip Hop as long as they'll have me. If there's a Love and Hip Hop season 28, okay, and y'all are filming me walking into the retirement home, guess where I'm going to be? In the retirement home screaming with a walker, but I'm leaving. <laughs> Most definitely. And I feel like it's great for you to be on this platform. You fit in like Juju, Yandy, Mariah, Anais, uh, even when you've shot scenes with K and stuff like that, whether it be Harsh Show or Love and Hip Hop, stuff like that, these are people that you're actually friends with. So it's no right. fake, there's no gimmick going on. Like, this is real shit. Yeah, it's like, imagine getting a big fat check for sitting with your best friends in the whole wide world. These are girls that I talk to every single day. Off camera, we hang out, we go have dinner, hang out with the kids, um, get drunk, eat, travel. 
We do all these things off camera. So imagine a life where all, all the stuff that you're already naturally doing with your friends, you're getting a big fat paycheck for. And later on down the line, you just have to deal with Instagram people either loving you or hating you. But at, at the end of the day, I've learned to not care about the comments because they then people are living in the comments and I'm living in the TV screen. So I don't care. Exactly. Get my money and running. Preach. And it, even that is people that don't even know what's going on. They don't even take to consideration what is the situation that's happening here. Okay, right. I see both sides. They're like, oh, I don't like them because of this. Yeah, and it's so polarizing. It's crazy because people can go from loving you one week to hating you the next. You know, I had a little bit of an issue with Bianca at the beginning of the season, and it was the first time that I ever found myself in a polarizing situation on reality television. I've done reality TV for three years before, and I was just always the best friend that ever was. I was just supportive to Kay Michelle, and I never rocked the boat. But what happened with Bianca and I, I was kind of looking out for Yandy. And so, but it put me in a polarizing situation. It was my first time ever experiencing Instagram and and social media hatred. I was like, whoa, this is real. This is what the girls were warning me about. But, you know, two weeks later, they were all back in love with me. And I went back and saw the names and it was the same people telling me, oh, you messy. Get off the show. Why are you here? Irrelevant. Now they're all like, oh, my favorite. So Mm -hmm. it's so... It's so wishy-washy. It's like two scenes will change your whole perspective on somebody. It's ridiculous. That's why I didn't even look at social media when I watch these shows. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just watch the show on my TV. I don't care if my friend's seen. I don't care what Instagram got to say about it. David's opinion on what he just seen is what it's going to be because mm-hmm. I didn't went through the episode with my damn self watching the sex. I'd be like, you know what? I see why Jonathan want to smack the hell out of uh, so-and-so. I need to get good at that because I'd be sitting in my bed. My best friend, I live with my best friend. My best friend be like, yo, get off the phone. I'd be sitting there, babe. I would scroll, and I will clap back. Everybody, I don't care. It's just not, I will clap back. Some girl t- tweeted me yesterday, I'm so Jonathan, you're fake. I tweeted her right back. So are your tits. <laughs> but you know what, though? You have to stay in your guard, and you have to clap back at these people. I, I, let me tell you something. I have a, a PR firm companies like that so i will literally sometimes get on instagram and twitter and clap back at the fans or so-called fans for my clients and stuff like that because it's like it needs to be said you right. like you just can't allow people to just sit there and Hell yeah. just say whatever they're going to say yes it's the internet but damn it i mean what happens if you see this person in in, in person like legit yeah. in person you want to let mm-hmm. them say whatever they're going to say man oh would it be like that i've run into people once or twice in the club because they be thinking they slick or leaving subs underneath comments, like a reply to a reply. I see everything, and I keep a mental note, and I will see you. And when I do, it's not going to be pretty. I'm very much like, I'll keep a note. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. So now you're also working on this uh, makeup line called by yes. Jonathan, right? Yes, Let's talk yes, about yes. it. So I'm very excited. It's um, It's like my little labor of love. It's always been my dream to have, like, my own makeup line and you know it's just obviously it's a lot of work it's a lot of money but I felt like if I'm gonna come on a platform like Love and Hip Hop I want it to be worth two of my dreams not just being on television I didn't want to frivolously be on television I wanted it to have a purpose and I said you know what that's what I'm gonna use my money for and I started working on my line I found a company that 
um, believes in all the all the different things that I believe in, like no animal testing and um, chemical free. Give me one second. I'm sorry. There's a oh, loud dog. It's like an ogre in the in the apartment across. I'm walking out. Um, so yeah, so by Jonathan is my little labor of love. I just wanted to have something that would would represent me 100%. And, you know, it's like the legacy that I can leave behind. I've been working in makeup for 17 years. I know what works, what doesn't work. So I brought my whole kit, all my favorite products to this lab. I sat with these scientists for like five days. Wow. We broke everything apart. And I said, okay, I want this, but healthy. I want makeup so pure and so clean that you can literally sleep in it and you will not break out. It's not comedogenic, hypoallergenic. It's not. Uh, it's cruelty free. Uh, there's no parabens. There's no fillers. There's no fragrance. There's none of that. So, um, so yeah. So I'm super excited. It's uh, it's slated to come out April first. Ooh. April first, so right, right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. right. A few weeks. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm actually doing a photo shoot for it this Saturday. Oh, that's amazing. So, how are uh-huh. you? Um, feeling about being able to, you know, invest in, you know, a product, you know, from doing what you love the most. It's just crazy. It's just full circle. I feel like makeup got me on television and now television got me my makeup line. So it's just like, you know, it's a full circle moment. It's what it's I'm getting to live all these dreams all at the same time. And I just feel so fortunate and so blessed, you know, and I did it, you know, another thing that I love about my career is I literally built it off of the support of so many women. So, so many of my products are named after women who made a positive impact in my life. So I have a highlighter named Anais. I have a lip gloss named K. Michelle. I have a blush named Mona Scott Young. Like I named something after all the women who really changed my life because it it was a, honey, it was a, it was a a coin toss. I could have been anything. I I didn't have no education. So it's true. You know? So, yeah. And that's amazing that you really, you know, utilize the platform for something great because a lot of people, they will not utilize such a huge platform and, you know, get to where they want to be next and use the next page. They, like, they'll be like, okay, well, I'm just going to get on this platform and mm-hmm. I'm just going to be on here. But they have oh, a yeah. purpose in doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the difference between wanting to be famous and wanting to be successful and wealthy. I don't want to be famous. What's the point? You know what I'm saying? I don't need people taking pictures of me in the in the post office. I want to make an impact in the world. I want people to tell me, oh, you affected my life in a positive way, not just, can I get a selfie? Exactly. They can take that selfie and show it if they have. <laughs> uh, right. Like, girl, what you going to do with that selfie? And make sure we both look cute. Right. They're going to post it on Instagram, and then it's going to be, right. it's going to be a thing. It's going to be right. a memory. Right. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for this interview definitely appreciate it chat with you and to know what you're doing more so and I, and I love the fact that you stay true to who you are as a person um always staying in your guard and utilize this platform the Mona gave you um and then taking it to the next level well thank you so much for having me it was great talking to you and um, yeah thank you. thank you so much absolutely so Jonathan um let people know where they can follow you as far as like your social media is concerned so my uh, all my social media handles, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Snapchat are all at I'm so Jonathan. Uh, I'm at I'm so Jonathan. So those are all my handles, and my website is 
www.imsojonathan.com, and that's where you can go and purchase my makeup April 1st. Hey, you guys, what's up? It's Jonathan from Love & Hip Hop New York, and make sure you stay locked for my interview with my boy, David Dwayne. Hey, y'all, this is Lorian Gibson, and I'm spending some time with my boy, David Dwayne. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning back into On Air with your one and only rock star in the mic. It's David Dwayne in the place to be and right here, right now. We have one of my favorite people in the whole entire world. You know me. You know that, first of all, that I come from a dance background, and this woman has been amazing in choreography, creative direction, and she is joined with us no other than Miss Lorianne Gibson. How are you? Hey, I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I mean, first, you know that we go back to MySpace, making a band, Dirty Money Days. So it's it's a pleasure to finally, you know, have this conversation with you because, you know, I've been a fan for a while. And thank you for your, your loyalty and our friendship. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So this new show that you have, Beyond the Spotlight, let me tell you, I absolutely, absolutely love it. And I love it for the fact that this is one show, this is one of the best projects that you've done that has really, you know, captured you and your true essence um, in all the regards when it comes to entertainment that you have to bring as far as the creative and the choreography is concerned. And even telling your story, you know, about you even being in the spotlight as well. How do you feel about, you know, the response to the show so far? I'm so grateful. You know, glory to God, ultimately, and without his grace and his mercy, I wouldn't even be talking to you. But the reality of the fight when you're a dreamer, everyone has a dream, you know, when you have to really understand that, you know, things don't always happen overnight and it's okay. You know, that's why I wanted to do Beyond the Spotlight because I felt like everyone only valued, oh, the last artist I worked with or I was Nikki's creative director or this person or Gaga. And there was still a lot of passion in me to connect with the world and the future superstars, you know? I wanted them to know uh, that my ability and my talent wasn't just about after I make a superstar. It was about being able to inspire the world and artists right where they are. Exactly. And I feel like with Boom Camp World, um, worldwide, you've been able to do that and definitely inspire. Like you, like you said, your focus has definitely been being able to help create um, the beginning stages with a new artist, like such as Justin Guy, who you're doing amazing with, you know, being able to work with somebody at, like of her, you know, caliber that's so phenomenal um, in her own regards. Like, how, is, how, how does that feel being able to bring out, you know, another side in the uh, creative world? I mean, it's all really exciting and all of what I really do. You know, when I first met Gaga, it, she wasn't obviously the Gaga that the world met. But that's just it. That's my process. You know, that's part of the journey. You know, the people that I have collaborated with, they are superstars. They are born to be great. You know, but everybody needs a coach. And I think that I wanted to be able to share that conversation. And people think it's all it's just about, like, Instagram and Insta fame and Insta this. And I wanted a show that would, like, inspire the process again. Exactly. And even with the process, it's a lot of pressure. And, you know, there's short deadlines. There are times when you have to change the choreography and stuff like that. Being able to have been able to master that, how how hard was that, like, in the beginning, being able to, like, master those, like, quick changes? That's the hardest part is that if you don't 
do the work and really understand yourself and as a visionary and how to deal with last-minute budget changes, last-minute creative changes, not having a studio, not having the things that you think you need, that's where you really see if someone is really talented and capable is when you take away all the bells and whistles, can they figure out that piece of choreography without having a mirror, without having the music? Can you still get the job done? Exactly. And I feel like a lot of people have to even ask themselves, like, you know, because it's beyond, you know, the spot, like, literally, like what you said, like, it's that hard work, it's the hard hours that you put into it, blood, sweat, and tears. But what are you going to do to get to that spot? Right. Exactly, darling. What? Exactly. So let me even ask you, you know, since the last time we, um, we, you know, we had spoken to each other, um, you worked with um, Fantasia. You know, she's a phenomenal artist. You also worked with Mary Mary, being able to bring out, um, you know, the a great stage direction with them, because those are, like, real singers. And you, and you right. know, like I know. How is that being able to, you know, transition to that into artists like them versus an artist that necessarily is, you know, there's a need for choreography, like, you know, like a Day 26 or a Dana DeCane or a Justine? I think, you know, they, they, it's, it's for me, I, I love it all, you know. Um, and the thing with like Fantasia and Mary, they are powerful. They have, a, I mean, it's like, voices that are, you know, um, unbelievable. But again, it is, you know, uh, part of the experience to be able to understand how you move on stage, how you tell that story, how your body, how the physical, you know, aspect of what you're singing operates, you know. I always tell everybody, you know, Whitney Houston always the ability to open her arms on the right note at the right time, the right moment that made you really feel the bigness of that song. And that's the thing. It might be the subtleties, but sometimes the subtleties are more important than like a hundred eight counts. No, that's true. And it's definitely yeah. true. And they got to have those eight counts all the way to start. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, too. And let me also ask you, because a lot of fans um, have been wanting me to ask you, you know, when you think back to um, the time of when you were on, you know, like making the band and Star Maker, um, being able to work with Diddy in, in those those um, television platforms, well, you know, how, how was that experience for you, you know, being able to help create those groups and being able to, you know, bring the best out of them and see them still continue I love groups. I love groups because it's so challenging. There's five individuals, and yet you have to make them look like one. You know, there's five people who've come from five different walks of life with five different struggles and battles and stories, and you have to make them look like they've been together their entire life. You know, being the glue, being the creative component that keeps each individual gift on track so that collectively the group can, you know, really have the superpower that it needs to have and that it's destined to have. It's hard, but it's like one of the best things I like is working with groups. Um, it's the most challenging. And I think back in Star Maker, making the band, early days of Puff, I think all of that real hard work 
that unique experience I had to be great with very little actually really helped produce who I am now. Right, yeah. And I feel like it definitely brought, like, the the best out of you because even though then, you know, you are a fighter, but now it's like, Laura, you know, like, your energy is just, like, undeniable. The way that you, you know, you walk into a room and, like, the the, the respect is there for the person that you are and the rest Praise of Praise God, have. yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. It's been a journey, but I agree with you. I'm there with you, and I'm so thankful, but you're right. There's a place where you say, I worked hard, and I've earned it, and you're right. There's no artist. There's no stage. There's no record label. There's no uh, person that will intimidate the humility and the understanding I have about being able to be number one. Exactly. And you know what always, you know, stands? with me when it comes to your story and I look at your social media and just like the progress of like how you've been doing I always remember the fact that you came from Toronto on that Greyhound in New York like your story from the beginning always sticks with me because you know you were determined to make <laughs> and a lot of people have to have that same determination and drive you know get into this business because it's not an easy business there are hours where there are there's no time to sleep and there's time where you have to push yourself to the highest limit. And when you you know, when you think back to then like, did you ever think that you would make it like this far like in the industry? <laughs> you are the best. I love you so much. I'm so excited for your journey too, because you're killing it. And I just wanna make sure I say that. I didn't think about far. I thought about feeling. I thought about this place inside of me where I would feel fulfilled because I now understand that it's the gift God gave me, but younger, I didn't know why I had this big appetite. Right. I knew that I wanted to be someone, but I didn't know how I just knew that I needed this, this place, this feeling, this, this, you know, this fulfillment. And it was to dance and to, to sing and create and collaborate and do everything that I am doing. But I, I didn't say, Oh, you know, I want to get to this place, and when I get to this place, I'll be done. And when I get to that place, no, I just knew I wanted to be the best dancer I could possibly be. And that transitioned into understanding myself as a choreographer and a creative director. And now I know that I, I, I'm moving art, that I am all those things, um, as well as a director and a producer, and that I have the ability to make incredible art that that changes the world and speaks to people in a very unique way. Exactly. Yeah. And cause you've been able to take all your efforts um, and channel it to like new, new avenues too, especially with, um, you know, working with um, Valley and being able to help her on the management side and creative direct, like you guys are killing right. with her project. Yeah, exactly. And now I don't risk, you know, run the risk of, you know, being moved out by, men or a system that doesn't understand, you know, my greatness or my ability. Now as a manager, I have the ability to see this artist even to levels that I couldn't, you know, take a gaga because I didn't have that control. Right. And I, I didn't never wanted her to make the wrong moves, you know. Now I have the ability to, to be sitting at the table, part of the decision making once I see the creative to that big level, you know? 
Absolutely. And I, and that's a, such an amazing accomplishment, you know, for you. It definitely is. And you've actually been able to um, channel in another creative sense of doing music. Um, are you still going to uh, come out with some more music, too? You know, I, I I love my my music because it's it's the most simplest part of me. It's the youngest part. It's right. to the little girl in me, the dreamer. So it's definitely uh, a personal artistic journey. But um, I also put uh, Warriors out with Akon because there's a huge appetite I have to. Um, communicate the message of, like you say, my life and and my persistence. And so through my music, I want to continue to be able to build that platform where I can say it my way and dance the eight count of my life. Right. So I think there's going to be one moment. I feel like I have one ordained or God is going to give me one moment, one desire, you know, and uh, I'm looking forward to that, but I want it to present itself, you know, what I'm doing now and what I love is pulling greatness out of artists and doing exactly what I'm doing. That's my calling that, that that's what I love. So it's not like I would ever stop doing that, you know? Exactly. No. And I, and I love the fact that you've been able to do that and you, you have no desire to stop because you have that can't stop, won't stop energy, and you're, you're just giving so many results. So I'm so happy for you um, in this amazing oh. journey. Thank you so much. You don't make me cry, but thank you so much. I'm actually in rehearsal with Evie, the winner of the four. As so, yeah, we're getting ready to drop a really great record, and obviously, you know, we have a second season of the four coming too. So. It's good. It's exciting. She's really talented, and I'm excited about all all the great things. That's so amazing. Well, Lorian, I've got to say thank you so much um, for, you know, chatting with me. I know this has been something in the making that we've been trying to do, but, you know, I appreciate it, you know, for you being the person that you are, being inspirational for all the dreamers and entertainment who want to dance, who want to sing, who want to be creative, because you're one force that has to be reckoned with, and you're, like, you're just one that everybody should take as that perfect example when it comes to stepping into the business, knowing the creative direction, knowing how to, you know, step on the stage. You know, they have to model what you do because you've worked with those great people. Um, you're amazing. Well, I thank God. I, I can, I'm excited for everything that you have and continue and I am here. Thank you. Obviously, as collaborators and artists, we will do this together. But I am so grateful for you speaking my truth as the incredible journalist you are, because without your gift, I could not, my words and my legacy could not be heard or shared. So hats off and kudos, and you know you're my warrior, so thank you so much. I don't take it lightly. Absolutely. I love you. So before I have you uh, go real quick, can you tell people where they can um, follow you on uh, social media? Certainly. You can follow me on Instagram at boomcat, B-O-O-M-K-A-C-K. And on my Twitter, I am Lorianne Z. Just, yeah, I'm really, I'm, my Insta is where I do a lot of my shirking. Yeah, that's the best place to follow Lorianne. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I love you. Speak to you All soon. I right, love you too. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, y'all. 
right, everybody. That was our interview with Jonathan and Lorianne. Yes. <laughs> yes, so we had Lorianne Gibson on tonight. We have Jonathan McReynolds. We had Jonathan Fernandez on with us. Thank them. I thank them, thank them so much for, you know, coming on the show because these were just dope conversations you guys needed to hear. And I thank you guys for rocking with your boy, David DeWayne. And like I always say, every Wednesday, 10 to 12, Eastern Standard Time on My Fierce Wings Radio. Next week is going to be dope, so make sure that you guys keep it locked to all social media platforms at MFWE Radio um, for your updates. You can follow me on Instagram at David Dwayne. Twitter the same thing at David Dwayne Official on Facebook, and I am David Dwayne on Snapchat. So connect with me, connect with us, MFWERadio.com for all things My Fierce Wings Radio, just in case. You just want to just dive right to us and everything. You can always just go to the um, website directly, click Listen Now, and bring you right to the segments. And you can just click on to the, the you know the segment of the day, and you know it'll bring you right to this point. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Want to rock out just a little bit more, some more music, um, and tune in next week. Make sure you check out the Unapologetic Blonde podcast that is every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next week shall be dope. Um, and make sure you check me out. Every Monday through Thursday on Instagram Live where I chat with you guys personally. So if you don't follow me, follow me there and I will be there to chat with you guys about whatever it is and everything and all exclusive updates. So I'll catch you guys next week. Peace and have a blessed weekend.
This is Lucinda Wilson, and you're checking out my boy, my friend, David Dwayne. What a matchup! And what a team, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. What a matchup! And what a team, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. 
Play with the best. Switch to MetroPCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. MetroPCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on MetroPCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.